designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. I want to welcome everyone back as we continue to go through the Beatitudes together. The emphasis is on the be and who we are, our identity in Christ. The attitudes are attitudes that we as believers should exhibit as we follow Christ. We have discussed through verse 6, and today we're looking at verse 7, which is, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I'm here with Lindsay, and Lindsay, I was wondering if there was something that we have discussed so far that has enlightened or piqued our interest in talking about the Beatitudes. One thing for me is that they may sound sad at first glance when we just read them, but in reality, they are extremely encouraging to the believer. Would you agree? Oh my gosh, yes. Gosh. Um, So I think of the Beatitudes as God's love letter to us. Um, He has given us an opportunity through these verses to understand how to get to know what our soul longs for. It's sad because they're so challenging, right, (laughs) to live up to day in and day out. Um, But what's great about this is they're um, they're not unachievable. You know, Jesus Christ um, is our true example of someone that's lived that out. That's right. And he's always there to show us the right way. And as last week, as we talked about righteousness and and this week, we're talking about um, mercy and all these things have been um, very can be very personal things for us, Mm -hmm. um, things that we either struggle for or strive to achieve or all those things, but God says that in his word that he gives those to us. But does that mean that it's easy? No, absolutely not. And the answer to that is no, it's not. Because in the world we live in, you know, we want everything instant. We want everything quick. We want everything easy. And even though we have the correct answer, it's not always the easy thing to do. So even, and I, uh, even Sometimes when we pray or ask for certain things, even those answers hurt, right? So even though we're doing the right thing, sometimes it, it is pain, painful. Um, there's a German New Testament theologian named 
y'all gonna love my German, Hakim, <laughs> Hakim, <laughs> Jeremiah. That's a southern way to say yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> sound, mm, sound like I'm, mm, yeah. <laughs> but what Jesus teaches in the sayings collected in the Sermon on the Mount is not a complete regulation of the life of the disciples, and it is not intended to be. Rather, what is taught here is sent symptoms, signs, examples of what it means when the kingdom of God breaks into the world, which is still under sin, death, and the devil. You yourself should be signs of the coming kingdom of God. This is what I love about it. Signs that something has already happened. So it needs to be something as we're living these things out in in the world that people see that there's something that has happened in our life. And it's not anything that we can do on our own. Um, so what was happening in our lives is that when we accept Jesus as our Savior, our lives change. And when our identity is in Christ, who he created us to be, our attitudes and actions change. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but a list of the changes that occur as a result of being Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, The Sermon on the Mount is not a statement to be treated in a cavalier fashion. By saying that this or that isn't right or that here we find an inconsistency, its validity depends on its being obeyed. This is what, not a statement that we can freely choose to take or leave. It is a compelling lordly statement. So he's saying we have to act on it, a lordly statement. Is what's not taken lightly. We are compelled, and I love that word, mm-hmm. word compelled to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read the scripture for us right now. Um, seeing the crowds, Jesus went on up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you, When others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Often we in our society, it seems that we link grace and mercy And they are very closely related, but it's important to make a distinction in the meaning. Mercy deals with what we see in pain, misery, and distress, the result of sin, while grace deals with the sin and guilt itself. One gives relief and the other pardon. Mercy helps, cures, and heals, and grace cleanses and restores. If we are shown mercy by Christ, then it is easier for us to show mercy to others. So I think that is really an important thing to think about, too. Um, We look at things and we say, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy. 
And yet maybe we have not um, either extended that mercy or have we been extended that mercy ourselves. And um, it's a very painful thing, either when we've been hurt deeply or when someone else hurts us deeply. And we're going to get into that in a, li- a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just want to um, explain a little bit of the, the mercy of God and the grace, uh, because sometimes we say grace and mercy, mercy come together, and they kind of do, but they kind of still mean something different, even though they line up together. When we're hurt, we actually yeah. don't feel like we should be hurting ourselves, or they, you know, someone should be telling us they're sorry, right? Of us being in pain. And sometimes that takes the meekness that we've talked about mm. before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In order to do that, because sometimes we have to apologize whether, you know, just to restore a relationship, whether we really feel like, you know, we've really done anything or not, um, you know, and sometimes you just can't repair it. And that's the sad thing. Only God can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're shown mercy by Christ, and it's easier to show mercy to others. And I know that that's true because he does show us such great mercy in our lives. And as we're uh, going about our lives, it's easier for us if we've been shown mercy to give mercy. But in Roman times, mercy was a sign of weakness. Um, Jesus in his in the gospel came to change all that. And Jesus was teaching his followers to show mercy. It was not a weakness at all, but a sign of great strength and power, just like we talked about last week. Our society is not too far removed from the Roman idea that you don't show mercy. It It's a dog-eat-dog, as we say, world. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get ahead, people are treated like transactions to be made, to move up to success, it is difficult to find mercy in our world. Would you agree with that, Lindsay? Oh, 100%. You know, I I think a lot of our listeners, and no doubt me myself, um, that we live in that reality, um, live in a world where only the best survive, we're constantly compared to others, or we're comparing ourselves to others, how we will get to the next level in our careers, how to win a deal, or how to be... Um, really a a successful single mom that has to figure out juggling multiple kids, going to different schools, activities, and getting dinner on the table each and every day? Or what about just the recent widow that is constantly scrolling through Facebook or Instagram only to see happy families and husbands that um, still have each other? You know, I think, um, you know, it's so difficult in our lives to not compare each other and not feel as though that we're um, constantly feeling like we're not good enough. So how can a person show mercy in this competitive society that we live in? It's not easy, and yet it's what God has commanded us to do, right? Mm -hmm. So mercy is the highway that God used to reach us, and mercy is the highway that we must use to reach others. God's mercy and grace come to us because he loves us, and because of that, we can become his children. God, in his grace, gives me what I do not deserve and in his mercy he does not give me what I do deserve and so to show mercy to someone often requires us to hurt doesn't it Um, if someone hurts us unjustly we respond to the hurt somehow Um, but we can um, retaliate or we can show mercy and so the only way I know to show mercy to others is through the love and mercy that God has shown me In that aspect, we do not 
give the person what they deserve by hurting them back. This is this takes great faith. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it reminds me of last week when we talked about meekness. It's, it is a sign of great strength. Romans 12, 19 says, Beloved, beloved never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And this is where faith comes in again. And I know that we go through um, so many things. And kind of a little funny illustration, we're going to talk about some of the hurts and things that happen uh, where we must show mercy. But something was going on with my two of my grandsons over the summer. My oldest, and I just overheard the conversation. We were mm-hmm. in the car. I'm not even sure what the circumstance was. Um but Noah said something to Owen about, well, you just have to, you know, go on and do some whatever they were talking about. And Owen looked at him and he said, okay, Noah, you take the high road. That leaves more room on the low road for me. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's how we feel, don't we? Sometimes oh, yes. it's just like, I don't want to take the high road. Mm-hmm. Can I take the low road for a change? <laughs> um, but... Um, we think about the low road would be like a retaliation that we think might be more fun. But the high road is meant to keep us from the more pain that we would be causing um, by not responding through our identity in Christ. Um, the best example of mercy that I've read, apart from the Bible, is that, um, again, from the book of Live Like a King, and the links in the chain of mercy Pain, power, truth, love, faith, growth. We suffer because of another sin, but we choose to use our power for growth instead of for retaliation. It is the act of faith that shows mercy, that converts pain into spiritual growth. It is love that makes us want to exercise this faith, and it is the Holy Spirit within us who gives us this love. And I know that right now that there's a lot of things going on in the world in a lot of pain out there. Mm. Um, in our daily lives, we go through painful things, but we also go through painful things that can last more than just a day. And it just is like a, a grief process to go through in some of those things. Um, so, Lindsay, I know you have some thoughts on this. I do. And, you know, I'm always thinking about our listeners here because I'm always listening to podcasts and trying to um, be relatable to others that are speaking. And so, you know, our, our listeners are probably going through painful situations or maybe you've come into one or going through one or you've just recently gotten out of one. Maybe you've been hurt by a boyfriend or a husband or a coworker or a friend by lying, cheating, saying things that maybe someone hurts you. Or maybe you're on the other side. Um, You know, we're not perfect, right? So we are always um, sometimes hurting each other. And um, we need mercy ourselves. Um, So, and gosh, um, if you're in and going through something right now, maybe it's so raw right now that it's unfathomable to think about showing them mercy, even when it's shown to us by God. So... When we understand that not only do we sin, but others sin too, when we stop pressing guilt or revenge on each other instead of giving mercy and love, we allow God to work through us and in us. So Pam, 
Can you share an example of a time when someone has deeply hurt you? Well, I know there's there's times where just the things that people say can be so um, devastating um, when they're not true in particular. And I think about that even um, sometimes in the places that we are in our life, that happens often because people perceive things to be one way. And a perception is not a truth. The fact is the truth, but we perceive things in a way that can be very hurtful toward someone or someone can hurt us by perceiving something and maybe we say something that we don't mean and we didn't mean it that way but then it travels and then people go around you know talking about it and stirring it up and causing more difficulty but I also I think of things that like that that can happen today but the painful things that we go through and the hurts in our life that we need mercy shown by other people but we also need to show mercy Um, And I've talked to so many people that things that even happened way back in high school or that have affected their lives and how they respond to things today and hurtful things. And there was one thing that happened to me that was was further back, but I'll share it with you because I think it's pertinent for today, is that um, I went through high school trying to be this great example of what the Christian person should be and and all these things, and I stayed out of, a, and, and gratefully, thankfully, God kept me out of a lot of the things that other people were going through, um, and, and drugs, and those kinds of things that were happening in my high school, and I lost a friend in a car accident um, that was very painful during that time, um, where we were all waiting together for them to come and meet us, and then they never showed up, and so we ended up being in the hospital that night and there were two uh, their names were both Sandra it was very interesting there were two Sandras and so we were all waiting in the in the uh, waiting room that night and um, the doctor came out and said that Sandra didn't make it and we were like well which Sandra Mm. you know and so one of them survived but never really got over it and and we struggled with that too um, at a young age as to how, how did that happen to someone, um, that, um, and I, I don't associate that with the drug part because they were not on drugs. They were, we were waiting for, I was just saying that that had kept me, me out of some of those things because sure. of my relationship sure. to Christ, um, not relating those two stories. Um, but we actually had been, it was like on Halloween and we were just, you know, meeting at a friend's house. And so going through that process at such a young age was something that you always remember and you think, how how could that even happen? Um, and so I think that the Sandra that lived for a long period of time could not get over the fact that you know, her friend had passed away in the same car, like, and it wasn't her fault. It was not anyone's fault. It was an accident. And that's what access, but we needed to show mercy to her for her to understand that, um, you know, this is not something that you could have stopped at that point. Um, but also, um, people telling lies about you and things like that can affect that you throughout your life. School, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and that happened to me, and it was so diametrically oh. opposed to who I was. 
that it was very, very painful. And I didn't know how to deal with that at that time because I'm like, well, what what do I do? I mean, I can go shout from the rooftops that that's not true. But, mm-hmm. you know, and, and as it came, I mean, it came full circle and people did realize that. But um, it was a lie that could have been very devastating because, like I said, I tried to live the Christian life, but this lie would have meant that I was not doing that at all. Um, and so it was a letter that got sent around. It was this big deal. And so anyway, long story short, um, I, um, was able because of what God had done in my life to be able to show mercy to that person. And I think because of that, God showed me mercy and people realized that, Hey, that really wasn't what was happening. Uh, so for whatever reason, I mean, you know, we live in a world where uh, sin and Satan is is really running ramp- rampant right now and has been for our entire lives. But he uses the same ammunition that he used from the very beginning mm-hmm. and um, by lying and causing, you know, false truths. And I think that we need to be really um, centered in on um, because he shows us mercy then we can show others mercy. And it is painful to show other people mercy. Sometimes we have to kind of take that debt and, you know, away and in our own minds and show them the mercy of Christ. Um, But if we show mercy, then we're shown mercy. And the more mercy that we need and are given, the more mercy that we have to share and give to those who need it. Yeah. I think about the things that, Satan likes to use against us even as we grow and we grow up um, from high school to college and then even growing up in our years um, that he likes to take away um, those times and memories in which we were hurt and use them for our our benefit as we even continue to grow old. And so um, as you started to talk about that story, um, Pam, I think it's just important that we always uh, rely and look upon Jesus um, at all times because Satan does use that history um, because it's it's ever so evolving. Um, but I also know that Jesus is the ultimate Father, and He is our protector, and He will um, He will give us that opportunity to be able to use that for His good. Right, and Satan isn't. I mean, I'm just going to say this: He is an awful interpreter a terrible interpreter and he takes things and he puts things that maybe somebody didn't even say but between what I say and what you hear or what you say and I hear he's kind of messed that up because and I know that's true because people when you're speaking somewhere or saying something somebody will come up to you and say listen when you said this and that and God really used it in my life and I'm like I'm so thankful God interpreted that because I don't (laughs) think that's what I said. But Satan will take those things and turn them around Mm -hmm. and and give a little bit of a lie with the truth. But anything that has a little bit of a lie is a lie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's not the truth. Um, So when we exercise these attributes and, and attitudes in our lives, they build on each other, producing more and more character. It becomes easier to obtain when we practice these God-given qualities. So is there, I also think about um, just the hurt in general in our world today. Even sometimes it's not even specific. Um, Well, you know, I I think about, again, uh, choices and consequences. mm -hmm. Um, Because, man, do we make bad choices sometimes and 
Todd and I can even attest to this in our relationship, mm-hmm. um, that we have be- made bad choices and we have hurt each other. And right. it is, um, it has been one of those feelings of, um, gosh, I'm, I'm resentful of, of things that, um, have happened, um, to us and, um, in our relationship. But I also think that, um, being merciful and understanding how we really know that God gives us mercy and every single day he is, um, wanting the best for us. And, um, when I, when I think about that and when we were going through struggles and early and early on in our uh, marriage, I also thought about, you know, how God gave me that mercy. And that really started to, when we put our eyes on him instead of, our bad choices and or what we were um, moving towards in our relationship. Um, when we focused in on him, it was him that helped us provide that relationship that um, we were able to sustain in our marriage. Um, and so I, I think about those women out there that um, have been hurt in relationships, um, whether it is another man or if it's another relationship with a woman. Um, but knowing that there are, there are feasible ways in which to give mercy to others um, through God, God's love. Exactly. And that's a good place for us to close today to say that God shows us mercy every day. And he extends great mercy to us even sometimes when we don't even realize it. And we might realize it later, but in his word, he says, blessed are the merciful, so for they shall obtain mercy. So we obtain mercy from him, and we give mercy as a result. So next week, we'll pick up on verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in his sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.